Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Frankie and Mare, aromatherapy that is fun. Hello and welcome to Just Make The Thing. I'm your host, Claire Tonti, a podcast for people like me who want to start a thing and keep on making it and find it real tough. Gosh, I'm finding it really tough at the moment. It's freezing cold in winter and I seem to think that everything I make or listen to is just not good enough, but I think I'm not alone and soldier on. So if you're out there making something, soldier on, guys. This week's episode, Bill and Beth from the Teeny Tiny Stevies pop on over to our pod studio to talk music, being a creative, being a business woman or man, and how to keep a career going in the arts. They also talk about their life story and what started them in music. These two are funny and clever, and their songs for little kids have had rave reviews, particularly because, as one reviewer said, it's kids music that doesn't suck and as another one said it doesn't make you want to lose the will to live as an adult so their hits such as on the toilet and i had a rainbow and there's a baby in mum's tummy are not just wonderful for adults to listen to but they're also really practical for kids and for someone who has a little toddler person of my own that on the toilet track is playing in repeat in our house as we speak Okay, these two are also part of the Little Stevies, which is a band that's been going for a long time. I loved them in my early 20s, was a massive fan and remember sitting on the grass listening to them at the Port Ferry Music Festival. I highly recommend you Google the song Feel It, a real good one, even just for Bill's awesome sparkly top and headband. You'll hear them singing throughout this song, well, not this song, throughout this podcast. It's a song from their latest kids album. And it's so great. Here they are, the teeny tiny Stevies themselves, Bill and Beth. I have a bit of a question to start off with because you both used to, well, you still do. You are in the band Little Stevies. That's right. Yeah. And you also are now part of Teeny Tiny Stevies as yeah. well. We're part of them too. Oh, I know it sounds weird, doesn't it? Part of them. You are them. Oh, yeah. You are them. It's just literally just us. Yeah. yeah. Both, yeah. Both <laughs> exactly. Um, so where did your love of music start? <laughs> um, oh, look, from our parents probably. Both of our parents are, were musicians and they made their living from music for a couple of decades at least. Um, and then when they had Bill, who was the firstborn, they kept that going. And then four years later when they had me, they realised that that wasn't probably going to be <laughs> you crushed their financially dreams. sustainable yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then they got, you know, fairly straight day jobs, I guess. Um, normal sort of business hours. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. worked. 
but look, we sort of mum was up- a music teacher though. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, so exactly. still in the music genre. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we just grew up in a household where it was very much encouraged, and um, yeah, and we holidayed twice a year in a particular place called Malakuta, actually in Gippsland, which is a really small coastal town, and and that had a really huge arts culture, and so that was just celebrated. You know, we used to have you know bonfires and. You know, music jams just all the time. That was the normal thing. Mm. Yeah. My oh. mum and dad were always writing music and uh, so it was a regular occurrence for dad to, you know, to have a new song and uh, ask us to come and sing harmonies with him, which at the time was very annoying. I used to – I remember finding that very annoying. Just, like I was just doing whatever I was doing and then be like, Bill, come here and sing the third. To be like, ugh. <laughs> Isn't that the general attitude of all kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mom, uh. <laughs> yeah, totally, exactly. But um, it was a lot of tension. Oh yeah, <laughs> at those rehearsals. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah. actually, we had a family band a few times. You know, for a few a few little events here and there, they sort of got a family band together. And I think I did all of that with a general vibe of. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and was their music folk as well? <sighs> Uh, really? No. I mean, I don't know that our music is actually really folk. Yeah. I was it's trying just to... the easiest genre to kind yeah, of Yeah, like we, we play a lot of folk festivals, so we're like, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be folk. folk. Yeah, it's such a broad spectrum, isn't yeah, it? So, so where did the Little Stevies come into being? I think, um, well, when we were teenagers, probably. Yeah. Bill had a, um, when Bill was at high school, she had a vocal harmony group. <laughs> that was cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> And there were four of them, and they were really good. Um, yeah, uh, they sang four part <laughs> harmony, and they were great. And look, as the typical younger sibling, I idolised them. But I also, at the same time as idolising them, uh, I vividly remember thinking, um, "I think you know, you should. I think you should start something with me because I'm, I'm awesome. I'm awesome, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I could do this." Um, so eventually. Um, you probably took notice, is that right, of me? And uh, yeah, I can't remember because yeah, I just don't really remember you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yes. And we started it, yeah, when we were in high school. So you'd probably left high school at this point. Yeah. And I was still at high school. And, look, it started from – I think we saw, you know, like um, the waves started coming into our consciousness mm. and Titus. Yeah. Mum and Dad uh, had taken us to see Titus a bunch of times. Uh, who, who were a band of three women um, who sang beautiful harmonies and um, and they were huge moments for us because yeah, we massive. saw those women yeah. up there um, and singing and playing music to them and being like, oh, yeah. we, we could do that. Like that's – we're like going to be women. <laughs> and particularly the waves I think as well because they were sisters. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the same age gap I'm pretty sure and it was, it was just such a moment of, oh, we can relate to this so closely. Hmm. So – when you see someone doing something that is so closely connected to your situation, it just gives you a lot of confidence that yeah. you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. What does music mean to both of you? Oh, gosh. What, everything? <laughs> <laughs> I know um, that's a big question. What does it mean? Gosh, yeah. it's just it's one of those things where it's like your whole being. It's your whole sort of, I don't know, it's your main source of, one of your main sources of fulfilment, I guess, on lots of different levels. Um, yeah, I don't know. Gosh, tough question. Mm, what do you think? Deep girl? question. <laughs> uh, what does music mean to me? Well, I can spend a lot of time working on our business, not doing music. Um, there's a lot of things to do that don't involve music, which I actually love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that in a oh, boohoo, feel sorry for, for me way. I really love that part of it. Um, but, you know, but every now and again, I sort of I have a moment where I'm so, you know, so sometimes I have to remind myself to practice or to actually play the music, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but every now and again, I have a moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm here to do. This is this is why we do everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess like for me getting – and for me as well, like the music part of it is is um, very much connected to getting up on stage. So like mm-hmm. Beth is a real noodler. She'll sort of sit on the couch and just noodle on her instruments. I'm not so much like that. I just sort of don't need to do that um, and hardly ever do that. But I – the minute I get up on stage like and start playing music, I – Quite often I can be nervous before that and then I get up and I'll just be like, ah, oh, that's right, this is what I do. And I look at Beth and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you, we're here, you know. Yeah, I'm all right. This you is love the I'm entertaining here. factor of I do, but I think performing. it's also heavily – it's not – I think, you know, like that's why I've never – I mean, you know, I joke that deep inside of me there's a stand-up comedian just wanting to come out. But, you know, like maybe that's why I've never done that. It's like, no, it's, it's really heavily connected to music. It's yeah. like I need – I want to be there on stage with music. Yeah. Not just me staying there alone, you know, entertaining. It's a different thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where, when you're writing music, I know with the little Stevies, I'll start there and I'll ask you about Teeny Tiny in a minute. What is it that when you're sitting to write a song, where do you think it comes from or, or how do you go about writing a song? For the little Stevies? Yeah, for the little Stevies. Um, oh, well, for me, it's pretty autobiographical. Autobiographical. Biographical. <laughs> yeah. Now I was about to say now autobiographical. <laughs> it's not the right word. You're pregnant. You're allowed. My brain went walkabouts. Um, which, yeah, in simpler words, it comes all from my experience. She's pretty um, self-centered. Yeah, self-centered. Self-centered. Self walked in. Yeah. I find it difficult to write about other people's experiences. Um, mm. But you're much better at that, Bill. At writing about other people's experiences. Which I think is a great skill to have because, um, look, <laughs> if you can only write about yourself and your experiences, you're really relying on what you're going through at the time as inspiration in a mm. way. Um, I find that's an interesting question because I find that that's changed over the years. You know, like when we were much younger, the songwriting was much more about, you know, I, I'd, have, I'd find a real need to like sit on the couch with like my guitar and like, you know, express something. <laughs> 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 like it, it was sort of... I needed to do that. Um, whereas now, I mean, I guess maybe it's got a lot to do with having a family and everything, but there's much less time, as you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I no longer sort of feel that need um, to sit on the couch with my guitar. Like I'd much prefer to go and get a massage or something <laughs> if I had that amount of time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, so yeah, so back in the day it was it was really kind of all about, yeah, all about me and all about um, a, a need to express and I would probably have said things like, I don't know, I think maybe it comes from the stars or, you know, <laughs> I'm just a vessel. Like I'm just I'm just letting the song come through me, you know, whereas now I would like much more describe our songwriting experiences of like, um, you know, we sort of look ahead and go, okay, we need to do a, a little Stevie's album this year, like in the second part of this year, and then we'll – sit down together like Beth quite quite often not always but quite often Beth might have a riff that she's sort of and it may be a short riff or it might be a long riff on the guitar Mm. that you've been working on and then we'll sit down together and we'll come up with melodies and then 
I might say, oh, yeah, I've got a theme that I've I've been wanting to sort of write something about this theme. And so then we'll, I'll, I'll usually come up with some pretty bad lyrics at that moment. <laughs> we'll sort of sing something together and then we'll take it away and then I might like, you know, redo the lyrics a thousand times and then come back together and mm. that's not the only way it happens. But that is one <laughs> way that like songwriting for the little Stevies yeah. might work now. Yeah. And I find that fulfilling, you know. In, in much the same way that I would have when I was younger sitting on the couch and being a vessel for songs yeah. <laughs> coming through me, you know. It's like because we're working. It's like um, it's, it's, a, it's a similar feeling to, uh, to doing the dishes because when it's done, it's done, you know. You've, you've achieved something. Yeah, yeah, it's finished and you've got to get it done. Yeah. You no longer have all of the luxury of time to be existential and sit under yeah. a tree and yeah. examine your life. You've and just I don't, got to get it done. And I don't know that, this, that the songs were better then, you know? That's interesting. Like yeah. it's, it's like I don't necessarily th- – I think I think I, ne- I needed to go through that to, to be able to do this, but I don't think that like the songs were better necessarily than they are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So you've kind of you've got the necessity. You've just got to get the stuff done. Yes, it sounds like being a mum and being a human <laughs> adult person too. That's right. You yeah. just got to make the thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> done. Interview finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just finish there. <laughs> um, so I was a big fan of you guys when I was going. I was probably around similar age cheeks. How old are you two now? I'm you don't thirty. Thirty. And Bill's thirty. I must be 34. You're nearly then. 34. Whoa. Whoa, I know. Crazy. No, you are 34. I am 30. Yeah, yeah I always forget too. So next week, birthday will be 40. Uh-huh. What is happening? That's crazy. I isn't know, because I'm 32. Um, so I was a similar age to you and I loved your music. When oh, I was, really? Yeah, I really Thank did. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I, I um, saw you guys live and. Where are you at? you? It would have been at oh, maybe some. Festivals? Did you guys do Port Ferry? Oh yes, so yeah. Many times, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I would have seen you at Port Ferry. Maybe at some pubs too. Um, and I, it's I feel is yeah. Because when I is that the that's one of your feel it feel, feel it, it. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Feel it. Because <laughs> like, I remember because I had forgotten. It sounds terrible. I'd forgotten about you guys. Yeah, no, that's and right. and I'm sorry. How rude! I've forgotten. <laughs> And when the teeny tiny Steambies kind of popped up, maybe Zoe Foster Blake, um, who is a sort of celebrity, I guess, on Instagram yeah. in Australia, popped up with the teeny tiny Steebies and I kind of clicked on your on you and I listened to your album and then I thought, hang on a sec, Steve. And then it's like all these memories came flooding back of when I was <laughs> like early 20s and existential and, That's you awesome. know, going through all that stuff. And, and um, then I started you know, YouTubing, yeah, feel it. And is it diamonds for tea? Diamonds for your tea, Diamonds yeah. for your tea. And I just was transported back to that <laughs> feeling of being that age. And oh, music is amazing, oh, isn't it? How it does that. Red, blue and yellow are primary. Colours that make other colours. Mix them together in different measures. You might find that you can make anything. We all know that deep down everyone is the same We all know that there is no such thing as a boy or girl colour So when did the teeny tiny Stevies kind of pop into the ether? you guys I'd had my first child we made we were making diamonds for your tea our most our most recent sorry five years ago our most recent (laughs) little Stevie's album we were making that when my son was a baby 
and then um you know did went through the whole process of putting that out or whatever and then it was when he was about three you know we were sort of having conversations of like can we keep doing this we need to Mm. diversify we need to like what do we do now we can't yeah keep doing the same thing yeah exactly the same capacity true and also like we need to like it's getting hard to justify like we need need to (laughs) sort of you know have more ways of to make some money you know and to sort of um basically keep working as musicians and um and yeah so my son was about three when we started thinking um he was sort of toilet training, I think, and we we're like, "Well, we should try and write some kids' songs." That was the first thought, I think. Although before we decided to do the Kids Avenue, we were toying up between <laughs> how should we diversify. <laughs> Maybe we should write like a comedy script. Oh and, God! Thank and, God, and do it. like a sort of comedy musical kind of well, show. Like, yeah, like oh, or, we're going to be in the Melbourne comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Or should we go Bring down the Bringing out your, musicals? you know, stand-up comedian. <laughs> That's right. Clearly yeah. this is a running theme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> you should. I think your, your music clips are really oh, funny. God, I no. love that hairband in the feel it clip oh. the sparkly sequin t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Are you dance moves? I loved it. It was so funny. And look, to be yeah. honest, if the kids thing doesn't work out in the next... Oh, that's where know, we'll be. Yeah. We'll yeah. be diversifying again and we'll go down that path. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So you were, to- oh, so you were toilet training? Yes. Yeah. So, so we thought, so yeah. So when toilet training sort of came up in my household as a thing that we had to do, I, it just naturally, I was like, oh, well, what I will do is I will find a book, you know, a storybook or a song or something. And I will sort of get the message in to him subliminally, you know, that was, I don't know why I thought that, but anyway, rather than just what do other people think when they think about toilet training? But that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, I've got to trick this kid. Um, anyway. And so then, um, I had a look around for something, you know, along those lines and I was given a pretty crappy book from childcare and um, all the songs I could find on YouTube, um, there probably is a good one, but I hadn't found it. Everything I found was terrible, just just bad, you know, yeah, like yeah. not music that I would that I would want my kid to listen to and the idea was really born from there. So, you know, we were like, well, we should try and write something and then um, and we did, we wrote On the Toilet and uh, one of our biggest hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, it is actually really it. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, no, I'm, I'm happy for my kids to listen to that music, yeah. And uh, and, the, and it just went from there. And then we were like, well, we should write, if we're going to write kids' music, I would prefer um, all of the, everything we write to have a purpose, you know, to have, to sort of like try and solve a problem for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I just feel like, well, like why? Like there's lots of kids music out there that means nothing. Mm. That's just sort of like, you know, orange carrot, orange carrot or whatever, you know, yeah, like yes, let's yeah. just, let's, let's try and solve problems. Yeah, for we parents. want to make it useful in some useful, way. Useful, that's right. Mm. A secondary colour is what you get From mixing two primaries together Orange and purple and green are colours that you might find in That's what you get when you keep mixing A 
Imagine how dull everything would seem if there were no colors and we couldn't blend them. We all know that deep down everyone is the same. We all know that there is no such thing as a boy or girl color. And then when we came to, to start writing for our second, we, we'd sort of had a bunch of fans by then and we asked them, what, what are you going through? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's how we came up with all the themes for our second album. And, and I, that was particularly good because that was very easy to write to actually yeah. by having the themes given up to us. And so we were given essentially very clear briefs on, yeah. mm. on what each song had to be about and we sort of set the parameters for ourselves and the boundaries and mm. it actually didn't take that long. It was a whole new <laughs> way of songwriting which songs. we love, yeah. 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 I, I think it's cool. It's really cool that genesis of it starting as like oh, I've got to be existential under a tree with my ukulele to now being like this is a business, this is what we need to do, here's the parameters. Is it yeah. easier to do it that way? In, in many ways because yeah. you – You've got deadlines and um, reasons to do things mm, rather yeah. than just sort of some kind of self-fulfilling thing, which it also is very fulfilling at the same time. Yeah. So it's just, as I said, it just means that we can keep working as musicians. And um, Yeah, absolutely. And you got picked up by the ABC. Yeah. Well, with the, yeah, yeah, with the second album. So we put the yeah. first album out all by ourselves and um, and it was, yeah, a bit of a word of mouth uh success which was great thanks to people like zoe foster blake oh my goodness that <laughs> that was so funny i don't think we realized how special that was we when it actually did happened. not no <laughs> we only realized right now yeah exactly like, exactly so like, yeah that was really cool that was funny yeah my friend from mother's group was reading an interview with her and um and she you know screen grabbed this bit in the interview i think maybe the design files or something and, and the question to her was like what are you listening to and she mentioned a whole lot of you know great music and um and then she said oh and um the teeny tiny stevies with sunny and honestly we we would have only just launched like maybe 6 weeks before that How or something how did she find you i i think kindling kindling kids radio i think she ah. was listening to kindling and um, my friends from Mother's Group, yeah, text me. She's like, did you have something to do with this? I was like, no, <laughs> I did not. Um, yeah, so anyway, and then, yeah, she posted about us, which was so kind. So, yeah, and, and as Beth said, like, we only realised, like, after the fact, like, how amazing something like that was to get and how hard it is to, in this world of influences, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, that's our whole business model here. Right. My, I guess my husband will be classified as an influencer. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Super interesting. Well, just because of the scope. And so yeah. we're yeah. constantly educating brands and, and people about that whole idea that it's like putting it out on TV or radio is nowhere near as valuable as someone on Instagram taking a screenshot of your album cover and recommending it or on a podcast it's the same because it's if Mm. you've got a lot of listeners a recommendation from a friend whether it's a friend who you've never met on Instagram or a friend that you actually meet from mother's group yeah. Same, there's no difference. And if that friend, like Zoe Foster Blake, has like yeah, our friend Zoe Foster, <laughs> 300,000 K subscribers yeah. and people that really trust her judgment. Yes. Yeah, well, I that's know. how I found you. And I was a fan of Little Stevie's. And yeah, I, right. And I hadn't uh, found you until through that avenue. So, so that's how the ABC. 
Um, well, I think of, we'd or? sort of been, you know, in contact because the ABC Kids label, you know, ABC for Kids seemed like the obvious place. Like if we were going to pick somewhere that we wanted to mm. sort of roster that we wanted to be part of, it was obviously them because they've yeah. got all the, the best kids stuff, like Justine Clark, the Wiggles. Yeah. Um, and we just in kept Australia. in contact, I guess. Yeah. And sort of, you know. And catch they, them up to date with what we were up to and, yeah, you know, yeah. how the new album was going. Maybe at some point they were like, oh, stop emailing us, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was a lot more than that. I'm, I'm very sure. You did a comedy stand-up routine yeah, at the ABC Studios that's and they were like, we're finally Fine, sold. Okay, yep. Yeah, Bill sold it for us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happened. Um, yep, yep. Fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And then how did Sesame Street come about? Yeah, so how did how did that come funny, about? Isn't it? Yeah, so um, well, Simon Howe, um, who does our beautiful animations, if you've mm-hmm. seen, you would have seen our animated videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Simon Howe, uh, he does them. He works for a, his little company is called Pirate Size Productions, and um, he knew that Sesame Studios were sort of asking for pictures. Mm, I think that's for, right. Yeah, for, for stuff, and um, and we did a. We sort of put our hand up and we're like, oh, we could do something for this. And I think we put a little pitch idea together for, for know, maybe a like little, a TV show a online. slash music idea. Like a one minute sort of series yeah. big thing. Anyway, that didn't come through, but they said, um, but we'd love you to write a song. So, <gasps> yeah. So we were like, no way. <laughs> Get <Okay>. out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what did, you, what did you write? Well, we wrote, they wanted, it was... Similar to writing for the second album in yeah. that, um, you know, they, they had the brief, so they wanted it to be a sibling empathy song, um, a song about having empathy for your sibling and siblings getting along. Yeah. So that's Which is clearly did. right up our alley. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're very successful at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, was, it was interesting though, like writing um, definitely our main, different to very different to writing the second album in that, we certainly weren't writing out lyrics um, for our own album and sending it to a company in New York and waiting for feedback, you know, which is what we had to do with Sesame Street. Mm. And, um, yeah, some of the some of the feedback, um, you know, that you get back would be like, oh, that's interesting. Would I wouldn't have done that, but okay. <laughs> you know, or like, wow. yeah, not in a bad way, but just it's quite good to be um, to be able to be flexible like that with your own writing and, and, and you have to be quite separate from yeah. have sort of no emotional connection to it, which is a great skill which, to you, practice. But then is you that, also do oh. always have emotional connection to the music that you're writing, right? No, I know, but, um, you know, we, we don't have the final say. Like if you're employed to do something and they're sort of, you know, setting the boundaries and this is what we want, then you sort of, even if you would maybe make a slightly different artistic choice, mm. um, too bad. True. Yeah. Although then there needs, I think like probably what we went through, there needs to be a moment where you're like, well, you did want us to do this. Like, you know, because you like our, because you like what we do, we would highly recommend to do this, you know. Yeah. How do you find that middle ground? Did you find that challenging? No, it, no, it was great. pretty straightforward, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it was great. They sort of gave us the time length that they needed the song. No, you know. No number of seconds could yes, be passed, right. you know, yep. two, two minutes. minutes or whatever it was. And um, and it was just actually really quite freeing sort of working to those parameters. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Like feedback like, um, you know, like we thought we'd written like a really upbeat um, like 
happy song and like one of the bits of feedback that came back was like I think we think it could be a bit more a bit less melancholy a bit more sort of inspirational and we're like what (laughs) like how do you get more like that's crazy this is like are you not hearing what we're hearing you know but then having to go okay well what are they what do they mean by that we let's try and like up at that next level for, for like let's take the feedback seriously and be like okay let's make it more and um and we did it and you know and that's just yeah. good you sort of like oh, okay we can do that you know we can take feedback like that and actually that when you first hear it you're like what and you're like oh no yeah cool okay we can yeah. do that <laughs> you're right you're yeah. right you're right we yeah. could do that and it could be more <laughs> inspirational yeah yeah that's, that's so funny do you reckon that's an american culture thing too or is it more Maybe. just they wanted it more to be a Sesame song? I don't know, but they were absolutely right. Like we said, yeah. like we, we actually could make it more inspirational sounding. It was funny. I mean, it's funny talking about music. It's like talking about wine or architecture or something, isn't it? Sort of mm. like more inspirational is like, it's like <laughs> as, a, as a musician, you're like, okay, how do I make it more inspirational? Yeah, what does that actually mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean? What does that actually mean? Um, but it's good to get that feedback though, mm. I think. Because when you're writing songs just for yourself or you're the one in total control of it, um, you, yeah, you, you don't get that feedback and people would have to be pretty game to sort of offer that feedback without yeah. you asking for it. Um, so it is really, it's a really good exercise to go through. Yeah, I, I liked it. I'd definitely do it It again. just makes you learn so much more about your craft. Mm, it just yeah. makes you so much better at it. That's right. Yeah. Which yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you just... Self-involved. Yeah, and stagnant. <laughs> you just stop, you know. Yeah, you're not What's pushing, the point of that? pushing the boundaries yeah. and, and yeah. learning and growing. Yeah. What are some of the things you found the most challenging about working professionally as a creative? Uh, well, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> do you want a wine? And then yeah. oh, you can't have a wine. Would you like yes. a wine? We'll just crack it open. And Where now. do we start? Where do you start? <laughs> yeah. Um, professionally as a creative. Mm. Being professional <laughs> because you're quite often working with friends. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, and and you want to have a friendly atmosphere and vibe when you're on tour with people and when you're at shows and we do have that and we are working with our friends, but then at some point you know you've got to be professional. Like Beth picks me up all the time. She's like, you need to be more professional. I'm I like, do oh, not. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. I do need to be more professional. <laughs> Um, yeah, Bill, stop dressing in a clown suit trying to yeah. make everybody laugh. Yeah, mm, like yeah. whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that is what, that's a thing, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, there's so many sort of different layers, I guess, and different things that you could delve into that are challenges in terms of being a creative person. I mean, <laughs> you know, just Bill and I and, and our relationship, like we've, you know, we're sisters, we're, we're, each other's only sibling where um you know we've got a, two businesses together we've we we work creatively with each other so that's sort of all going on even before you think about you know just being a creative person in a creative industry anyway so yeah it's pretty complex yeah mm. it's pretty complex it's also pretty simple I th- i'd say like actually working just making yourself work is a challenge yeah. When you're working for yourself. But I think anybody probably who are working for themselves probably um, comes up against that. Also, uh, stop to, to have a break when you work for yourself, whether it's creative or otherwise. But like I find it very difficult to stop working. Mm. I'm just always doing the thing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like any moment I get, 
I've got my laptop out and I'm doing something that needs to be done or I'm coming up with ideas and just always sort of, yeah, always creating ideas, you know. And there's so many different sort of mediums to think about now. There's, you know, if we're writing an album, there's all the songs and stuff, but now there's like social media, you know, that, yeah. as you would know, um, you need to come up with a lot of content ideas, a lot of things to do on there, um, which is a lot of creative thinking as well um, and making that all of it happen. So, yeah, like stopping work. And actually just having a break and having a holiday and realising that is very important for your mental health as well. That's a challenge. And that is hard because obviously it's different to, you know, working for an employer Mm. and you sort of go, okay, so I know when I'm working, you know, 12 (laughs) months in advance, I know when this Mm. and this and this and this is going to happen. But in any creative industry, I guess, you know, so often that, you know, we'll have um, show opportunities that come out very last minute. Um, or we might get 12 months notice. Yeah. And so you're sort of looking towards the future and going, oh, okay, well, unless you're working on it, nothing might happen. Yeah, like if That's we want to – in the back of your mind. If we want yeah. to be working in 12 yeah. months, if yeah. we want to be playing festivals in 12 months, we need to be working on them now, mm. which is exhausting sometimes when you think about it, you know, when you get too overwhelmed with it all. Yeah. But that is the truth. And then, of course, yeah, like um, – for me when I started having babies, like that was a whole other mind thing as well, you know, like just mm. that sort of coming up to the death knock with the babies coming and I'm like, I need to, be, but if I want to get back to work, then I need to be working now. You know, I've got to get this thing done and like this child will not hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a woman, I can do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm. Yeah. How do you balance that? So with having to work time, because I find that too, especially with social media, that you want to be sort of posting stuff. How do you balance that with raising kids? Badly. I don't, I don't balance it very well. Um, <laughs> last night. <laughs> no, that's it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I at least three times this week have got angry at my children because they were annoying me. I'm doing hand, you know, things annoying me when I was trying to do a social media post. Like, how stupid is that? (laughs) Like, you're the worst mother ever. You're getting annoyed at your kids because you're trying to like post something. But like in my head is like, I've just got to get this out and then I'll focus and then I'll be able to do this thing. I've just got to do this thing and then I'll do that. I guess whether it's social media or something else, um, but that, I'm finding increasingly that social, like if out of all the things that I do or that takes up my time as part of our businesses, social media is a huge one. Um, so that's the only reason why I'm sort of talking about it. It's not in a sense because I'm obsessed with social media or something. Mm. It's just a big part of it. And you see the returns of that as well, I think. Like it's, mm. I realise um, that it is actually really important. Um, anyway, but yeah, so um, badly. Yeah, not, not yeah. good. I love it because okay, that's how we feel. It's just a constant seesaw, isn't it? You're yeah. leaning into one bit yes. but then someone else is missing out, whether it's your partner or your son or yeah. your dog doesn't get walked or or you also finding time for you as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting when you're. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
little person comes into the world too. Look, I know life life is going to change, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have no idea how. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gosh, it's an adventure. This episode's sponsor is Frankie and Mare. Their mission is to make aromatherapy accessible and fun for everyone with products with silly names that can genuinely help with health and well-being. They use all natural ingredients, pure essential oils, which means no synthetic perfumes or fragrance oils. Their sprays are multi-purpose and can be used as a light perfume, a room spray, a linen spray. As long as you smell them, you reap the benefits. They have great ones, including ones for sleep, for relaxation, for stimulation, for PMS, even for road rage, you name it, with funny names and clever quips. They're my favorite essential oils. Aromatherapy amazingly works in two ways. Your sense of smell is 10,000 more acute than sight or sound and travels to the brain faster. It affects the limbic system, which controls emotions and survival instincts, so a good smell is very likely to affect your mood on a primal level. All the more reason to check out Frankie and Mer. They ship all around the world and ship fast. If you'd like to, go to the promo code in the links below at Make The Thing and grab 15% off your next purchase. Okay, on with the show. I know you've touched on it briefly. What's it like working with your sister in a business? Do you ever just like want to tear each other's hair out? Yeah. Well, yeah, all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, you want to? You want to? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that any sibling working relationship, anyone would say that. Mm. Um, but having said that, even though you can feel like that in one instance, there is also a level of trust there that, um, or loyalty that I think can't necessarily be manufactured, you know, with other relationships mm. um, because there's that whole backstory. Mm. But that whole backstory as well does make other things, you know, more confused sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, there's pros and cons for for both. Yeah. In what way? Um oh, you know, like a like a uh, a look doesn't just mean like a look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know Beth gets really deep about this question and sometimes I'm just like, is it that complicated? Oh, well, I I mean, I think so. Look, I mean, you know, that's but that's just me. That's just my, you know. That's just my experience, I guess. But, you know, I haven't had – I haven't worked with anybody else in this way, have we? Not in the same capacity, yeah. So mm. maybe um, – I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe working with a partner with those same level, you know, layers as well might be the same. Mm. Well, um, I do both, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I work with Beth, obviously, and then my partner is also – it's the three of us, basically, um, oh. sort of the little team, and he works as our manager. And – um yeah. Well, you manage together. Well, we, we manage together. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, him and I manage and, we, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very similar things, yeah, in terms of you just sort of know, like, what, um, <laughs> like, if, okay, so, you know, if there's, if it was a work environment, you know, like, if I was, if I was working with someone at an office and I knew that, um, you know, there was an email that has to go out to uh, a, um you know, someone to get some work, a client. Yep. Um, but that my work colleague needed to send, I would just be like, Hey, you need to send an email, you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey Sam, please send that email as soon as you as can. As soon as you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we really need to get onto this ASAP. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But like, if I know that with my partner, 
<laughs> I, <laughs> you, 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 you know all that. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, you know all the other things that's going on in his life. Yeah. And there might be a morning where you know it's okay to say that and then that you'll know that there's there might be a week when there's just he's got too much on. Like you can't you just yeah. can't follow him up on that. Yeah. Because you know all the other things that are happening in his life and Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So and kids and, exactly. and everything. And or the way that you talk to him, I don't know about you, but we work in two different rooms often. I'll be at the kitchen table, he'll be in here and I'll just be like, Jones, send that. Have you sent it? Yeah. Or like, what's the where's the file? And you're just like yelling at them across yeah. the room and it's just such a different when you're so comfortable, which kind of also makes it great. Yes. You can be yourself. That's right. You're not putting on a professional front. Yes. Your sister or your partner, you know, you can. So can you guys be honest with each other, with your partner and when you're working creatively and fe- yeah. giving feedback to each yeah. other in that yeah. way? I feel well, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have to, you have to be, don't you? Yeah. Otherwise you wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> no. You wouldn't create anything yeah. or, <laughs> or put yeah. anything out there. Yeah. Definitely. Um, this is a big question too, so I love these kind of big questions. Uh-oh. Um, right. What? What? That's pissing herself. I don't know why. What? This is no. This is really good. I'm. I, it's like a. Um. It's a like a. Session. It's like a mediation. Yeah. Session. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be on the internet forever. I'm so sorry, guys. I know I feel terrible. Someone else said to me, "This is like going to therapy," and yeah. I really didn't mean that. I'm just getting really curious about humans no, and how questions. they work. Great this questions. is more just a question about creativity. Um, so, why do you think people make stuff? Like, why do you guys make stuff? Other than the fact that obviously you make music, but you make a lot of stuff yeah. in general. Why do you do it? Such a good question. It just makes you feel good when you make something out of nothing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've asked myself that question. I don't know. I don't know. I said recently, I've thought this recently, every time we go to like start making or um, go to do like overdubs on a record, it's usually, we usually do it back at someone's house. So we'll like go into the studio and, um, you know, record the beds with the band. We'll all play our parts there and then we'll go um, set up some kind of makeshift studio, you know, at someone's house and do the sort of like the, the backing vocals and re-listen to everything and place everything, blah, 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 without... Um, engineer anyway um it occurred to me recently as we were sort of setting up another makeshift studio um that maybe we do this because we just like making cubbies you know (laughs) (laughs) you know like yeah there's something kind of childlike about about making stuff from nothing I think Mm. maybe is it yeah I totally agree I think that and if you it's sort of like some adults become adults and that kid that they were just gets kind of lost or stuck somewhere yeah and then they're just that idea of kind of you trudge into work you do your thing you come home you be sensible you stay in the boundaries whereas kids don't have that kind of adult persona thing that we can put on yeah because kids just make stuff for the fun of it just to see yeah do it yeah you know exactly yeah that's how everything's that's how everything we know of has ever been made because someone just made it Right. And it's the possibility <laughs> yeah, of anything could yeah. happen. <laughs> like yeah, anything could happen. Yeah, and we forget yeah. that. Everything's yeah. made by someone. Yeah. yeah. Someone had to the, had to have the idea at some point and then they had to try something and then you know, it evolved into something. Like, yeah. That's how everything is made. So Definitely. We want you 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 want to be the makers, right? 
right? Yeah. I really, really believe the more I delve into this, that human beings are happiest when they're doing that. Yes. Making something. doesn't have yep. to be anything. Like we're obviously as a species designed that way because yeah. we make, we make yeah. stuff and build stuff and cook stuff and make messes and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But it must be something. And I think sometimes depression and anxiety, I reckon there's something in there that happens if you're not making stuff, yeah. Yeah. even if it's just making food from scratch or if you're not hands-on getting stuck in somehow, your brain can kind of... Yeah, for know, sure. Well, there's a, when you're something. really focused on something that you're making or, you know, a detail of it, it's almost there's almost a sense of like meditation in that, mm. that you're just so focused on this one thing that there's sort of like no other time to... Yeah, um, get distracted by all the other stuff. So, yeah, I reckon there's definitely something in that. Yeah. How do you go when you make something and then you're like, oh, that was crap? It never happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, resilience, isn't it? Like you've got to have enormous resilience when you're making stuff mm. because, yeah, sometimes it's not it's not successful or you don't get a good reaction. And um, and usually there's not really one anyone else or not many people just sort of prop you up except for yourself. And maybe, you know, the one other person that you're working with or, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a bad gig or something. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, you know, it's tricky. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, if, you, if you're making stuff just as a, you know, all the time in life, you do build a particular resilience, I think. Yeah. That you don't have if you weren't doing that. And maybe by some point you just know that some stuff that you start, like I'm, th- I'm thinking about the songs now, like some songs that you start are just going to be a bit shit and that's okay, just leave them behind, move on. Yeah. Mm. Start the next one. You've become less invested yeah. in each one being like a precious thing and you're yeah. just like, meh. Oh, there's always something else coming Yes, along. I think so. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like, yeah, like a bad show that's, you know, a, a, like, I mean, a really bad show used to really. Not, not that that happens very often now. <laughs> it doesn't actually no, happen that imagine. often. No. But there always would have to be. Comedians say the same thing. You can oh be my the gosh. best comedian in the world and just circumstances, the people that are there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Something happens. But they used to happen like quite often. Well, I mean, yeah. Like they're just, the, when we were, there was a time when we were like playing, you know, like a lot three more. or four yeah. times a week, you know, there was like when we were over in, you know, like we toured Canada and America and stuff and we were playing like a lot. So, yeah, like just in the basis of like how many shows are it, like, the, you know, some of them were obviously going to be a bit crap for many different reasons. But, mm. um, but they, God, they make the best and funniest stories. memories and stories. <laughs> like at the time they're horrific yeah. and like, you know, how am I living through this? How could I possibly get up on stage again? But they cause that? such joy <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> such joyous laughter. And laughter. Yeah. yeah. So there's a purpose for all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you get that a bit like resilience from? No. Uh, I think you just. I Do you reckon it's like the, you know what it feels like to do a, to, to have a good thing? Like yeah. if we're talking about shows, like you know the feeling of having a good show. Oh, and you is hold on amazing. to it with two hands and one yeah. great show can be motivation that could last two or three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reckon. Yeah, totally. It can yeah. get you through a fair few not so good not things. So good yeah. Because you're just craving that feeling again. I think that's what makes you like get up again. Has to be. Yeah, definitely. Cause um gosh. <clears throat> yeah. 
You'd be crazy if you got up again and again and Maybe again. Maybe you just do have to be a bit yeah. crazy. I think you do have to be crazy. A bit bonkers. <laughs> a bit, yeah. Yeah, but in a good way. I, I, yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that too. I do think there is something, yeah, you do have to not think that life has rules or something. Like yeah. you just have to know that it, you can be a bit out there and experimenting and, and not be too hard on yourself maybe something yeah. too yeah and also yes uh, also maybe just like knowing like in this job we see so many different people we have interactions with so many different people like um and go to so many different places just having an, having an understanding that um I guess not everybody's like you and some people have like issues that are not yours and what they just said to you after that show is like not about you yeah <laughs> you know I don't know. I'm just thinking about a particularly bad show. I don't even know what you're referring to, but I'm just, <laughs> this is just my, <laughs> so good, what are you going to say? Yeah. But yeah. this is Beth's fear. It's just like me, you know, stop, stop talking, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my husband. My husband's always like, <laughs> like for ages, he didn't tell anyone on the internet who he was or what his name was, like even yeah. his face. He hid yeah. it for like four years. And I'm always just like, everybody, I'll tell you anything. Yes. Just ask me about myself and I'll yes. tell you. Oh, I'd love to tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Let me share everything. Let me take a photo of my face with no teeth yeah, and yeah. put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's so the opposite to me. But I think that's a good balance to have. True. It means that you're sort of looking out for each other and yes. you bring one person out of their shell a bit yes. and they kind of go like be sensible. Yes. It's a so good true. Dynamic I love that. To kind of have. That's true. Yeah. It's a really good dynamic to have. Um, what advice would you give to people out there who uh, have a thing that they want to start? Or like for me, I used to be a singer and I had a little band. Did you? And I started doing pub gigs and and then I had a couple of really bad gigs. What happened? Oh, oh, God, oh no, <laughs> now the table's a 10. I shouldn't be talking about myself. That is a very bad interview, too. No, it's not. I um, uh, so this I, is my fault. <laughs> no, what happened? I get... I love making stuff, but I'm the reason I started this whole podcast is I'm very terrible at keeping on going. Like I have okay. like a thousand ideas and something about music makes me curl up into a ball. I think because I care about it so much more than anything else. And James doesn't understand this either why I do it. Like I used to do musical theatre and I'd sort of start a thing and think that, I'll, okay, I'll keep doing musical theatre and I'd do a couple of shows and then I'd get something in me would be too scared of it. Like I loved it too much being on stage. That's really? So you so you loved really it too weird. much, but that didn't give you the drive to like I've got to get up there again. I've got to get up there right? again. Yeah, I don't. You it's didn't. Very weird. I I think because then I started teaching, and yeah. so I could work in music with the kids at school and sing every day at kids. Yeah. At school, and then do the productions there. So I could kind of I had my outlet. Yeah. Because okay. I was singing, but or like groups of kids or the whole school or whatever. So so I, what happened at the bad gigs? Like is it like a fear of having a bad? I don't even know. I think it's – I think at the time it was a fear that I wouldn't be good enough and that that I wouldn't be as good as I imagined I should be and that okay. I couldn't live up to my own kind of – thing in my head like I was too perfectionist yes. about I it I can completely relate to that yeah. because I went through this as a kid did right. you? yeah 
I used to like, I don't know if this happened to you, but I used to like just burst into tears and have these enormous meltdowns of self-doubt and just like the the negative self-talk was on another level. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, something changed. (laughs) Yeah. What changed for you? I have no, no, no recollection. Um, but I do remember that feeling so vividly, um, vividly. absolutely. Yeah, because that's exactly what it was like yeah. for me. And, and I was early twenties. I wasn't even or mid twenties. I wasn't even like a teenager. But I would, I would just sob. Like yeah. I would sob about it, and then I would come home and be on this high from singing at a gig and singing my own stuff, and be like, "This is the best." And then within an hour, I would be like, yeah, but it wasn't that good. Oh, but that happened. Oh, but one person might have looked at you funny. Oh, yes. they thought it was a bit crap. Oh, you weren't as good as you thought. You probably were a bit off key. Oh, the sound guy said your mic technique wasn't as good as it could be. Oh, What a prick. Yeah, I know. Or just something. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I know, right? Or like, you know, because he was having to fix the levels or something. Yeah, yeah. And so that, just those, and it was so weird, like those tiny little things when most of the people in my life were like so supportive of it and I didn't even have terrible gigs where people were like throwing food over. I was just singing at a pub <laughs> and some gigs like people are just having a beer and they're just listening in the background and are yep. fine with it. Why haven't I made their heads turn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's been a perfectionist, isn't it? You focus on the one thing that yeah. wasn't excellent yeah. even though you've got so many other thing, excellent things that happened. Exactly. I think I just cared about it too much yeah. and then you – yeah, just stop doing it. And then I went overseas and um, taught in Africa for a while with my husband and did a few things and then got into teaching full time and all my creative energy went there. And I just kind of, the first year of teaching, I was still gigging a bit and then I just left it. Yeah. I sort of ran out of time, but I also, if I'm honest, it was really just because that how invested in that negative self-talk stuff was so full on that I was just like, hmm. And then once you stop a thing, it becomes increasingly hard, hard to, start to start it, it again. Yeah. It's that whole inertia. That's very true. Do you reckon? Yeah, yes. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I have. We have friends who, um, you know, I think. Um, well, I've known people over the years who have have great music, but haven't put a lot out, or mm. I think for similar reasons, like they're maybe scared to that it won't go as well as um, maybe they'd hoped. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I, when we go to do something like that, like I have all those things like anybody who puts a thing out and goes, you know, one side of their brain or maybe, yeah, so you, you have all those thoughts that are like, this is going to be massive, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm going to be This is huge. Yeah. yeah. But then I've also got a pretty healthy other um, – you know, side of the brain that goes, this could literally be nothing. Like this could be like a very tiny ripple. This probably will be a very tiny ripple. And usually it goes somewhere in between, Mm. you know, of like, um, so I'm quite happy with that. I don't know. But I'm not sure that (laughs) I I can really agree with you, but I feel like maybe that comes from also going through an experience of going through like your lowest sort of trough. Oh, yeah. And sort of – and and going okay no one cares if I continue to make something yeah so you have to ask yourself some really hard questions of like well do I care do I want to keep making something or keep doing this because yeah there's no label there's no anyone who's um 
who needs me yeah. to do this? Yeah, no one gives a no shit. One no one cares. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> so am I going to keep doing this yeah. for me? Yeah, I feel like, yeah. yeah, you're right. I feel like we've been pretty humbled, you know. Like I think yes. that is a <laughs> – and I'm reminded of that when I see people that like haven't put out, you know, music or something yet or who are on just that rise and yeah. they're – and I think, yeah, you're not – you haven't I mean really been humbled yet, have you? <laughs> you, have to, you have to get really low before you can then come through and go – yeah Um, so true you know I'm not gonna let it get to me as much and the other thing the other thing which is so yes it's so I so agree with you there it's so good actually it feels shit to be humbled but it is so good right Mm. it is so good for you and um and the other thing that's really good for that is having children yeah Yeah, you got no time. You got no time to sit in your trough and sob about your existential creative whatevers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you just yeah. Yeah. It's just like wow, I didn't realize stuff could get this shit. Like, (laughs) I didn't know I could be this tight. We're really selling it for you. (laughs) But I got to get up and do it all again. And uh, you know, and what do I actually want to be doing? I want to be doing that thing. So I'm gonna have to make sure that I do it. Mm. you know yeah Yeah. it's the prioritizing stuff because you've got a limited time to do that post or write that thing or make this podcast or whatever it is and you've just got to latch onto it you kind of in a way it's like what you were saying before about creative um, boundaries around like if someone gives you structure that you have to meet it's almost like kids also give you that structure because you're like well I've only got an hour today yes they're at childcare for this long so I've got to get something done and just put it out there and it's not perfect but oh well it's yeah. a yep. thing exactly and so it it, it kind of helps ah, absolutely yeah. yeah kids are amazing for that also I was just thinking um I think we've been fairly lucky in a way like we've never peaked too high <laughs> <laughs> you know when like, you don't peak too high yeah, there's still somewhere to go yeah that's right you've still got somewhere to go exactly there's still a rise in you somewhere you know or like sometimes I feel bad like don't get me wrong there's definitely been I've had many moments of of going I wish I wish I was more successful yeah. <laughs> but like we have you know we've seen bands come and go like they're just mm. and I don't know what they're doing now but they're together like they're not here doing it we're still here doing it and I feel so grateful for that you know like um it makes me happy I love I love doing this so I just want to keep doing it you know but like like it would be hard to be like not to pick on them I'm just yeah. thinking of these no, big guys it's because so it's a bit hard to be jet you know yeah it's yeah, like yeah. where do you go after are you gonna be my girl yeah. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of pressure for that There's next second album or that or next, the next hit thing. song. And, and you often say that, don't you? So it's sort of that slow burn of doing it because you love it. Like I think of like someone like Claire Bowditch and her yeah. career and she, you know, probably could have gone to America and tried to break in over there or whatever, but it's that longevity of investing in her community of people who listen to her shows and yeah. develop yeah. that relationship and – and diversifying. She's got a lot yeah. of different skills, doesn't she? Mm. Well, someone else is diversifying too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you do. you got to. You've got to be, yeah, creative with that, that stuff. Mm, yeah. Definitely. She's, she's great on the radio. She's very relaxing. Yeah. Her voice. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> I love her. So relaxing. Driving fun. around like. Oh, Should I be listening to this yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come with a warning or something. <laughs> I know. It's so true. It's, um, yeah, because that is, that is so true. You've had a really long career really 
And you're mm. still doing it. I mean, it no one knows we are, but we... <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they do. Yes, they do. But it is, it's that, you know, you've got, yeah, that it's life, right? Yeah. It's not, it's... The, that's, the, that's right. It's yeah. your life, isn't it? Mm. It's not, it's at the, end of, at the end of my life, it's not what someone else thinks about my career. It's my life. Yeah. It's your wow. life, Bill. <laughs> wow, I'm having shivers, you guys. <laughs> it's your life. We've really come to a really like... Yeah, exactly. I feel like we should all hold hands and yeah. like sway in a circle or something now. But it is. You want it as a per- as a human. The isn't the pinnacle. I'm, and I'm starting to realize this now. Um, that's taken me quite a long time, and this podcast has helped in talking to lots of different people. That it's not about the end point of where you get in your career. It's about what you experience along the way. Yeah. And if you're strengthening and extending, like you were talking about yourself and your ideas and making stuff and going, I didn't know I could do that. You know, mm. that's where the joy is. Definitely. Yeah. And also because there isn't really an end of, is there? No. Like, well, we die eventually. When you, well, that, well, we do. <laughs> what? I'm special. I'm not going to die. <laughs> it's going to live forever. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what you're thinking it's going to happen to you. but um, <laughs> No, but I mean like, you know, an end point of career. Like there's mm. like where where is that point that you that you're going to be like, Oh yeah, that's ended. Like, you know, I mean, something might end without you. It might choose just end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you just have to catch up with that. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah. If you sort of, or when I get that, I'll be this. And when I get that, I'll be this. It's like no, try and like be in in the thing now. Like try and enjoy this because you don't know what's what's coming next. You know, yeah. what's around the corner. Yeah, what I don't is around like the that corner? at all. So what's yeah. around the corner? <laughs> yeah, what's around the corner for you guys next? Uh, what's your next sort of projects? Next, oh gosh, well, we well just, yeah, we just did a little Stevie's album. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like last week, best list of mind. <laughs> so um, is that finished and that's released, isn't it? Uh, now? Well, it's, no, it's no, being mixed at the moment. So, oh, um, okay. so yeah, we'll bring that out before the end of the year, and then we'll play some festivals and some shows. Yeah, and um. And, you know, we've also got things booked in for the Teeny Tiny Stevies. Yeah, there's some cool stuff happening for the Teeny Tiny soon, which I'm not sure that we can announce yet. Let's <laughs> oh, see. Okay, well, you don't know. I do know there's a high tea coming up. There is a high tea yeah. coming up. Yeah. I saw yeah. that on your Instagram, yeah. social media. Yes. <laughs> Working. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is. In, if you're in Melbourne, you can go and yes. get it. As some tickets to that. take your kids and your grandmas. And Yes. High yeah. tea. High tea in lovely. Uh, the, at the Melbourne Arts Centre. That's that's been a really lovely thing for us actually like you know we're playing venues now we're being invited to play venues now that we would have never had an opportunity to play as the little stevies but yeah. now with the teeny tiny stevies like the art center melbourne for example are like would you come and play at the art center melbourne we're like yes <laughs> anytime you want <laughs> you know it's so, it's so nice like it's really nice playing at and venues the recital like center the recital, oh my gosh yeah. so lovely super wow. lovely so cool. It's just like I feel like it's We're finally catching up to the, the classy people of- that we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever um, feel like busting out some of the little Stevies and being like, oh, we're actually an adult band too, guys? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or you love doing the teeny tiny Stevie stuff so much? There's a particular enjoyment, I think, with the kids' stuff, only because, you know, when <laughs> – the, the kids generally are loving it when they're there and when the kids are loving it, the parents are loving it. Mm. They just have massive smiles on their faces and there's just a whole lot of joy in the room, to be honest. And the song's really fun to play 
you know, they're quite up-tempo and just everyone's having a good time. I mean, it's good music. It's very similar music to our adult stuff, just with different lyrics. Mm. So it feels good to play. But definitely our favourite shows, or for me anyway, my favourite shows are when there's as many adults in the room as there are kids, you know, i.e. parents, and and you can tell they're loving it too. Yeah. Yeah, something for me that I love about that. Mm. Well, that's what I think – I love about the songs are that as a parent, and that's what Dolly Foster Blake said too, they don't suck. The songs that don't suck yeah. for adults listening. Yeah. Some of the songs for kids, I just can't listen to. And luckily my son is like, his mum and also loves musical theatre stuff. He's only yeah. two and a half, but get, really gets into like the La La Land soundtrack awesome. and stuff. But having, stuff. Yeah, but having songs that are, lovely to listen to as a grown-up person and your little person is learning and they're useful but also um enjoying the music is so valuable so thank you ah thank you pleasure oh you're welcome it's such a gift to give that kind of the teaching moments in those songs and the messages too about love and families and that i love that song about how families look different yeah and that all that knowledge about you know there's a baby in mum's tummy and and even opening up those conversations is yeah so important so totally exactly I love the idea that um you know lyrically that we can write a kid's song um for kids but uh make an adult cry at the same time or like um Mm. you know think about themselves like (laughs) there's a song we've got a song on the new album called how to apologize which really is not age sensitive, yeah. <laughs> if <we're> being honest. <laughs> it's just a good message for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, those in that right, what's good for kids often, we're all just big kids walking yeah, around having to pay our taxes and yeah. do our accounts yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But really, we're all just big kids. Totally. And need all that stuff and those reminders too. And that's the joy of kids. Remind yep. you of all of that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, I've stolen this from a movie, but that's one of life's little secrets, isn't it? Like no one feels old. Yeah, mm. definitely. Did you steal that from that Josh Radnor? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what movie? Well, it's a movie called Liberal Arts. <laughs> oh no, I think I have seen that. Yeah, and the old yeah. teacher, the old professor's looking in the mirror. Oh, I don't know. He says to, it's this moment. For me, it was like a oh my god, a moment in life. He just says, "No one feels old." <laughs> It's like experiencing it more and more as I get older. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm still the same. I thought I would feel different when I had two kids or like, you know, yeah. I'm just still the same person just with two kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. For example. Yeah. Oh, my mum said that to me that she still feels 25 but she wakes up in the morning and she looks 62. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's bloody terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's exactly right, isn't it? That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and you look at people who are elderly or completely differently now as you, get you do i think you do yeah because no one's kind of walked up to them and gone here's the adult manual yes. and you'll suddenly no. feel like you should take responsibility and not say embarrassing things or you know yeah whatever yeah that's the fun of it yeah i know yeah be yeah be responsible anyway <laughs> okay well we've hit an hour so i think we <laughs> should probably stop i could talk to you guys forever thank you so much for coming in where can we find you <laughs> On all the online sites. Yep. The Little Stevies is our adult band, believe it or not, and the Teeny Tiny Stevies is our kids' band. We're on Mm -hmm. Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook. Beautiful. Are we on Twitter? 
Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Sometimes. Every you once a month. You YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Your beautiful <laughs> animations are That's on YouTube. Right. They're yes. gorgeous. And people can buy your albums through your website. Yes, through our website. Through your website. Yep. And, and, and Bill literally takes the albums to the post office. I do. Herself. Yeah. Aww. I think they're in good record shops and bookshops and stuff as well. Yeah. Or the new one is anyway, but oh, yeah. Fantastic. Buy them through a website so I can take it to the post office. Okay, that sounds awesome. And that's so cool. You can actually put the kids can build their own album cover. Yes, so the correct? kids' albums, they can um, they can design their own album cover with a sticker sheet that's on the front of it. Beth's idea. Mm. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and there's, um, and there's also beautiful um, Australian animal little characters yes. too that you've yeah. got, isn't there? So yeah. kids love that too. Thanks so much, Bill. Oh, thank there. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yay. Let's go over what we've learned so far. Colors is everyone's game. Every colors for everyone. Primary, secondary, tertiary, all the same. We all know that deep down, everyone is the same. We all know. but I'm holding the camera. <laughs> Yay! Everyone should clap themselves. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much. No worries. Oh, thanks, Claire. Is that from your new album? Yeah, yeah. from the, the new teeny tiny the one. Stevie's. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, your host Claire Tonti and Bill and Beth from the Teeny Tiny Stevies. You can find the girls, as they said, online at their website, www.teenytinystevies.com. Both their kids' albums are out now and available and I highly recommend them if you have little people. You can find me on Instagram at Claire Tonti or at justmakethingpod at gmail.com if you want to send me a note. I'm also on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies and as always, you can find lots of our other podcasts at www.planetbroadcasting.com also a big thank you to raw collings the excellent raw collings who has again edited this show okay onwards Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.